What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freda, the club CEO here. And we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by The Club, the number one DJ app for partygoers and DJs. So thank you. We have my brother, DJ Professor X here on the show. Brother, can you please introduce yourself, tell the people who you are and where you're from? What's going on, y'all? This is Xavier Hicks, a.k.a. DJ Professor X. I am from Funky Town, Texas, Fort Worth. Um... I've been DJing uh, for who is he? Twenty twenty one since twenty since the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah, but I've been I've been wanting to DJ since I was like fifteen. I'm twenty six now, so uh, it, it it took a while, but I finally got it. <laughs> nice man, we're super excited to have you on the show, bro. And the thing is, like, you're a DJ. You have about two years of experience, but you probably learned a lot in those two years. So we want to go into your journey and really get some insight on, you know, why you got started as a DJ and kind of what you learned over these past two years, so you can help other DJs on their journey as well. So talk to me, man. What sparked your interest? Why did you want to become a DJ? Well, I'm already an artist myself. I'm an R&B artist. I rap a little bit. But I've always been embedded in music, period. So DJ was just one of those little side things I wanted to do because I loved it. And a part of me wanted to like do it because although I'm mostly an R&B artist, I want to play a role in the in the in the hip hop um, in the hip hop era of it. That makes sense. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, like I was 15 when I wanted to do it, and I didn't didn't have the resources, didn't know how to get started. But I used to I used to be around DJ. I used to see what not what all the knobs did, what everything did. This is back when people still used CDs, and you know, so uh, hence I'm that old. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, when I started getting into it and migrated into the full on digital era. I was like, okay, this is a little different. Okay, so once I started playing with it, I was like, okay, it's not that, it's not as bad as I thought. It's just, you know, you're really just knowing your resources, where to get your music, what's popping right now, you know, the um, the, the types of types of events. And uh, my very first DJ gig was. Uh, it was a 11, 12 year old party. That was a challenge because the music that they actually like, I didn't expect them to like that. You know, they were really heavy, heavy, heavy into the trap. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this is different. So, and me personally, I don't listen to trap like that anyway, but I know trap music. So being around that environment kind of helped me a little bit. So once I started knowing what they like, I said, okay, I know what they like. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just, you know, of course they had to be clean music, but <laughs> that, was, that was a tough part because some of those songs didn't have any clean versions. So the song they wanted to listen to, I couldn't play it. So it's like, I can play this, but your mama gonna get on me and I ain't trying to have no problems. So um, later on after that, um, one of my homegirls had a birthday function and I it was a lingerie party and I DJed that one and uh that one was pretty fun I like the you know I even dressed for the occasion too you know I had a little silk you know <laughs> you know I dressed for the occasion and the party was pretty was pretty fun and then um when the pandemic hit uh of course everything closed down but I started getting more gigs during the pandemic a lot of people was throwing parties like on the on the hush 
So people was hitting me up like, hey, we throwing a little hush party. You want to DJ? I'm like, yeah, I want to DJ. Come on, what's up? <laughs> so I started just getting more of them during the pandemic. So, um, but I, I loved it because some of them were, um, some of them were like, like one of my friends, she threw like a, like a little stripper party. So um, at that moment, I already knew. I said, all right, I already know. I'd have been to a strip club before. So I already know what they're looking for. Um, I even did a, a a little mini kickback and the kickback turned into a party. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, ever since then, you know, it's been ongoing. I started doing open mics and doing other things with artists. And I love doing those because I connect with other artists more. And I know when I always talk to certain artists about how their experiences are with DJs, a lot of them say it's pretty bad. But a lot of them um, love, you know, using me because I'm also an artist. So I understand the struggle and I understand the frustration. So anytime an artist comes to me and they're like, hey, um, uh, dang, my USB not working. I'm like, hey, you got it on your phone or you got to, you know, I got a USB. You can email it to me, you know, just, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, bet, cool, all right, but cool. You know, you got other DJs that just like, nah, I got to have it this way. And it's like, no, you can have other options. So, <laughs> so yeah. Nope, man, no, that's a, a great introduction, man. And uh, you've been in the music game for a while and kind of transitioned over to the DJ side. So that's really cool, man. I love to hear, you know, what are some things that you've learned throughout these past two years of transitioning to the DJ side? And kind of, you know, what are some things that you really like about being, being on this side of the entertainment as opposed to being on the artist side? So one of the things I love and learned is... Um, uh, one of the things I learned is whoever your whoever the host is, you're not gonna always satisfy them. And I say that because I remember one time I did this event, and um, prior to the person told me, you know, um, I want this type of music, you know, some you no know, feel good music. I want the people engaging, you know, this, that, and the third, and. And, it, you know, it, it was an outside event, you know, it was like a holistic event, you know, about promoting black health, black mental healthness, you know, all that. So there was artists there that I know and still know to this day. So um, but I remember it was it was irritating because the type of music she wanted me to play, I was playing. But it was like some of your music is a little sketchy. And I was like, what do you mean sketchy? Like. I didn't play Drake. I didn't play Drake. I didn't play Nicki Minaj. I didn't play nobody in Young Money. I didn't play Future. I didn't play no Mega Stallion. I didn't play none of that. I played, like you said, I played Emmy Ari, some Erica Badu. Everybody loves Erica Badu. I played the Osley Brothers. I played some 70s old school grooves, some Michael Jackson, some clean Prince music. Like, I played some, like, Feel good black by when you go to a cookout. This was this gave me cookout vibes when black people come together. What was so sketchy about some of you know, I even started playing old school music and some of the old heads was coming to me like, boy, what you know about that? You know, so like I'm in my head, this is what you wanted. I'm not, you know, it was it was like, uh, like it, it was too 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 much. But at the end of the day, I said, you know what? I did what she said. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be irritated. I shouldn't. I did what she said. Um, and then when I'm on when I'm on that side of it, uh, especially when I'm at a function and there's a feature artist that I know, 
most of the time I already had their music in my playlist. So um, I may I may have like a little playlist going just strictly of their music. And, you know, that, and that's that's what's going on throughout the night. So I let them know like, hey, what songs are you performing tonight? I'm going to perform these three right here. All right, bet, cool. So I know not to play them because he's going to perform them. But um, I know to play his other ones. So it's like, okay, bro, because I'm going to have a playlist going on for you. So, you know, just kind of keep everybody in the groove of know who you are or if they don't know who you are, you know? Or um, sometimes, you know, what I do is, um, and I, I love doing this, if I'm at an f- open mic or at a function and there's other artists there, I'll play, you know, the mainstream music, but I'll also slide in a local artist song in the mix. So that way it fits that vibe. So sometimes people don't even catch it. They just listen to something like, hey, who this is? And I like that. I'm like, yeah, I got you. So um, I like doing that because I like um, I like introducing local artists. I can't, I don't know a lot of DJs. I know some DJs, they do, no DJs that do do that, but a lot of them don't. So I know me, anytime I see a local artist say, hey, I'll check out my new album or check out my EP. I just dropped a single. I'm already on it. I that's go great. listen to it. Yeah, no, that's super exciting, man. I think that you, in a short amount of time, you learned a lot. And you know, you learned about, you know, how to, please your 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 client or, or your audience um and, and it's a learning process you know you're not going to get it right every single time but each time you you know do a client do a gig you're able to learn and iterate and and be better for the next one um and then you know we spoke about an important piece is kind of playing a, a meaningful role in the culture and in the community by helping artists you know get their music heard and by doing that you're really helping a lot of people in their journey because artists you know, it's a hard time for them to get discovered, but by working with the DJs, they're able to get their music heard by a large audience. So thank you for, for doing that and just kind of really be someone that puts it upon their self to make sure they do that for a local artist. Um, and you do it in a way where people actually that are listening to it, enjoy it because, you know, you do it in a way that it helps the vibe and, and the environment that you're trying to set. So great job on doing that. Super great advice. You know, at this time, we're going to jump into a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your branding and what it means for you to be DJ professor. And we're back with the My DJ Story podcast. We're here, my brother DJ Professor X, and we're going to talk a little bit about your brand, man. How'd you get the name, and what does this branding mean for you? (laughs) Well, I was struggling with the name because um, I'm also a producer as well. So people used to always be like, it's like Professor uh, Professor X or DJ X or Producer X or Triple X, you know. So it was different names people were throwing at me. And I was like, uh, I like those names, but which one actually gravitates to me? So I made I remember I made a post. I had I had DJ Triple X, I had um DJ X ray, I had DJ X rated, and then DJ Professor X. So those are my options. I said, y'all, which one should be my DJ name? And I got a lot of um, uh, DJ X-Ray, DJ X-Rated. I had a few DJ Professor X's. Um, I even took it to my Instagram. And I got some some of the same results. Some people like X-Ray and Professor X more. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, okay, now I'm getting into Sysik and I don't know what name I want. So I slept on it for a couple of days. And then I said, I said, you know what? DJ Professor X. I said, let me think about that. I know music. I know it well. I, I, I listen to almost damn near every genre. I know tempos. I know keys. Professor X, why not? 
So, and how I market myself, anytime you see me DJ, I don't, I don't have them with me, but I have glasses with me. That's my that's my DJ persona. So when you know Professor X is in the building, he has his glasses on. I don't wear glasses, <laughs> but you know that's me. Now, um, anyway, and so anywhere I go and anything I do, people know. Hey, Professor X is in the building. Okay, he uh, like if, even one time, one time I forgot my glasses in the car. Like, where your glasses? I'd be like, oh, you right. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> so it's it's. That's how that's how it's been embedded into the into their heads. It's like he, he ain't he ain't Professor X without his glasses. Cause they know when I take my glasses off, I'm Xavier Hicks, the artist. So <laughs> but I like that, man. Um, I like that. It's like, you know, you're putting on a show, man, and people come to see that persona. They come to see that alter ego, Professor X, DJ exactly. Professor X. And um, you do an awesome job. It's clear that your audience and your clients know and want it and it gets them excited. And it's also how do you make yourself memorable as a DJ? You know, DJing is something that, you know, all DJs are using similar music and similar things. But how do you stand out? to make yourself different. And the thing that you do with your branding and the glasses and the way you mix your music uh, is really special. And it really helps people understand who you are and desire to have you more often than book you to be their DJ. Absolutely love it, man. You know, talk to me a little bit more about your dynamic working with artists, you know, being an artist yourself. Um, what's the DJ artist relationship look like? I know you have a team and you work with a few other artists, um, but talk to me a little bit more about kind of the important role DJs play when working with artists and in, in the industry. So, um, one of the important things is, um, like you said earlier, you know, getting their music, um, you know, out there. And when you de- develop that relationship with them, uh, and sometimes the relationship is so, it's so quick, but in that little few seconds, a couple of minutes, you know, you ask some all kind of questions. Hey, What's your Instagram? Um, hey, hey, that song you they, that last song you did is it on all platforms or is it on SoundCloud? I can get it on SoundCloud too. You know, it, it's already like that. And um, and when you when you develop that relationship, um, you go like I said, you go and find their music. And sometimes when I'm in the in the back, you know, um, DJ, I'll have one one song going on one half and on the other hand. Under under ear, I'm listening to something, and sometimes it could be that that uh, artist other song that they didn't perform. So now I'm like, all right, I'm about to play this one. So um, that alone just tells you like, okay, yo, I folks with this DJ. So a lot of them throw their own events, or they just know people that throws events, and they're like, I mean, a DJ, hey, I'm gonna hit a DJ Professor X because he he cool people, you know, he gonna he gonna understand this. So. I sit down with the artist. I be like, okay, so um, what, what kind of what kind of event is it? You know, is it trappy? Is it R and B? You know, you know what have you? Most of the time, they, they like, man, just hip hop, R and B. If you throw in some trap, I'm cool with it. You know, but you know, it's a it's it's an artist event. I'm like, all right, so basically, it's our age group. I got you. I got you. So, <laughs> so um, um, you know, I'm I'm always there an hour early at the at the venue. I'm like that as an artist. I'm there an hour early. So I can know, okay, where am I gonna set up? You know, what have you? Uh, sometimes I bring my own microphones. You know, uh, I'd be like, hey, I got a microphone system here. I got four microphones. How I many you gonna need? Oh, bro, we'll just need two, uh, just two, maybe three. But you know, I said, well, I keep, I'll keep four of them on deck. You know, so 
as like I said, I, as an artist, I know what the artists want. Sometimes I know what they don't think they don't want, but because I'm an artist, so it's also me helping them out. Because when as an artist, when you put on an event, it's stressful. But me being a DJ and an artist, I know the stress. So, and I think that's that's where that relationship comes. The DJ understands the artist. He understands the frustration. He understands the stress. So it's like, hey, bro, I, I'll handle the music right here. Just make sure all the artists come at this time when the music on the USB or they send it to this email right here. Long as they got that before this time, we Gucci. I let you handle whatever it is, but I got you on the music. You know, you nice. want to do a mic check? We can do a mic check real quick. You know. Yeah. No, I think that you really hit the nail on the head um, because you're an artist. You have an understanding and appreciation for the DJ role for artists. Um, so a lot of DJs that I've interviewed and a lot of DJs that are listening aren't artists. So this is super good insight to help them understand what they should and shouldn't do to add more value to the artists that they're working with while they're doing gigs that include artists performing. You know, so you mentioned one awesome thing earlier. You said, hey, you ask the artists, what songs are they going to play? So you don't play it in the, as, as a DJ. You know, what, what songs are they going to perform? I think that's a super valuable tip that any DJ that didn't know about that little tip is going to get a lot of value out of. Do you have any other pieces of, of advice for DJs out there that play with artists, but may not know exactly how to go about that relationship? Because that was a really good tip. So I kind of want to see if you have any more that you um, know and use um, that can help other DJs that might be listening to this. Um, I would say um, as DJs, if some don't do this, um, if there's certain other things in their services that they offer, you know, I will still pitch it to them there's no, they have the power to decline it or approve it. Um, definitely listen to the artists. Um, I would definitely say, um, you know, have other options besides USB or uh, email, you know, even have you, uh, not USB, uh, an auxiliary cord, you know, because sometimes when we get these USBs or, or we get a place there's no Wi-Fi or something, you know, it's, it's like, and as artists, I know sometimes things happen and we don't, you know, because when we in performance mode, our minds go everywhere and we, we tend to forget. So one thing I would say is have, have other options available for the for the artist, you know, because especially if an artist is throwing an event, you know, really, you know, you know really help them out. Like, hey, um, um, you know, it goes back to what I said, um, uh, make sure, and even before the show, um, make sure your artist either does one or two things, have a USB or send an email. If you have an email, utilize it more. Let let that let the artist know. Make sure the artist send the email before this time at midnight. If they miss the deadline, hey, that's that's on them. Come come day of show, if their music not acting right, I mean at that point nothing you can do. You know, I done been in that situation. It's like, um, yeah, I I Y'all was supposed to send it this time. I didn't get it. Um, you know, you don't have a USB. Uh, your phone's not compatible to whatever. So, you know, you had op you. So at that point, that that artist had the option to to do whatever. You as a DJ, you did your part. You made you introduce the options. If none of those options started to work for them, it's not the DJ fault. That's them. So the only thing I, the only thing I would say is just 
have more options for the artists and um and hear them out sometimes you know because sometimes artists don't know but what you explain to them they'll understand so yeah, it sounds like the communication piece is super important and um, there could be a lot of technical difficulties if that communication is not there. So by being super professional and being uh, super thinking in advance as a DJ, you can really help the experience, which is, you know, serving the community and serving the people that are at your event and being able to deliver that great music between you um, as a DJ and the artist that is also going to be performing and such like that. So that's really great advice. I'm really glad that you're able to give us this insight being a DJ and an artist uh, because it's super important for DJs to understand how to work with artists and how to increase the likelihood of success while doing gigs that's working with artists. Um, so this is great, man. I'd love for you to dive deeper into like some of the things that you're working on now and how could myself, the club and our community help and support you? Right now, um, I'm about to start a series uh, on my DJ platform where I'm just playing nothing but local artist music. Because on my title playlist, I have over 400 songs of local artists. And I'm like, I need to do something with this. It's a lot of music. So um, I'm going to be starting that uh, here pretty soon. Uh, I'm still trying to um, find a different setup for it. Once I find a setup, you know, it's ongoing. I'm having on my YouTube, um, my Facebook, most likely my uh, Instagram as well. So um, it's just to, uh, you know, give the artists, you know, more exposure in the music. Um, I'm, what I might end up doing in some of them is like one episode, I may have an artist come on and actually perform a song, you know, that just creates more traction, more, you know, vibes, you know? So, um, uh, but that's um, pretty much, that's pretty much it. I have, I, I'm DJing my first wedding uh, in two weeks. So, um, so that right there is it, it's new because I've never did a wedding before. I've always done events. So uh, I already talked to the, you know, the couple. I asked them any type of music they wanted. It was like, you know, old school R&B, 70s, 80s, 90s. I said, look, you in my realm. I got you. I got you. So I said, if you got a playlist for certain parts of the, of the program, let me know. I said, most likely I probably got them songs anyway on the playlist, but still let me know because I'm always, I'm always making playlists of just whatever. Sometimes I, I make playlists. I'm like, should I even, should I have made this a playlist? I think I'm doing too much, but it's that, it's that preparation. So. That's good, man. Super excited, man. And good luck on your first wedding in two weeks, man. Super rooting for you and glad to see that you're just getting busy in different areas in the DJ world. So kudos to you on that, man. At this time, we're going to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Uh, hardware and software. Software, I use um, Serato. Um, and I have it connected to my title. So I have to always make sure I have Wi-Fi. If not, I'm gonna use my uh, hotspot. I'm gonna make, make it. I'm gonna make it do. Um, I have a table. I have my speakers to my left and my right. Um, I have microphones with me just in case. You know, most of the time I like talking on the mic. You know, engaging the crowd. Sometimes I don't talk. It just depends. Um, but that's. I mean, that's pretty much it for his hardware. Who's your favorite DJ? Ooh, favorite DJ. I'm gonna name a, I'm gonna name a few. Um, out, in, out here in the DFW area, there we got my homegirl DJ J Lex, um, DJ Johnny Judah. That's my boy right there. 
he's always giving me tips on certain things. So um, I always look forward with him. Um, DJ Saucy out of Dallas. And then um, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah, those are my three favorite DJs. And I've, I've worked with them. So I love... I love how they engage in the crowd. I love the music that they play, all of that. So, yeah. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Mm. I would say, um, so me and Cree used to do different events um, at a spot on the south side of Fort Worth called the Art House. Um, we did it on, uh, I think on Sundays, I believe. Um, forgot what we used to name it uh but um every every so sunday we'll do like open mics we'll do ciphers or we just artists coming together we just vibing with one another and i love doing those because you have people that's coming from dallas to here people coming from other places to here and you just meeting artists like hey bro what's up hey where you from i'm, I'm out of dallas or I'm, I'm out of i'm out of charlotte you know i'm like hey cool like, you a dj yeah i'm an artist too so that that artist togetherness was was amazing so i would probably say those were the my favorite times of of my of my dj of my dj times because i I miss that sometimes. It's just like the artists coming together. It was it was amazing. Name a nightclub or venue that you highly recommend people checking out. Um, live at Wix out in Arlington, Texas, and uh, my favorite DJ Johnny Judah. He's always there. Sometimes DJ J Lex is there too. Um, so you uh, every Tuesday they do wine with Wix. Uh, you know they have artists come, good music, good wine. Every Sunday is a comedy show. Um, every Friday they have, uh, they started doing like Battle of the DJs. So um, I would highly recommend that place. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? I would say um, not all, but for some, um, just more more local artist support. That's pretty much the only thing I can say. Uh, like I said, not for all, but just just for some. I think uh, they can engage in a little a little more in that. And shout out to DJs that you know personally whose story also need to be shared on this podcast. Um, yeah, Johnny Judah, DJ J Lex, and DJ Saucy. Awesome. Yeah, we look forward to hearing their stories one day on the show. And any DJ that wants to sign up, they can do so at DJSignUp.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? So online, you can find me at Xavier Old Soul. That's on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, Xavier Hicks. I won't be hard to find. <laughs> um, in person, I'm all over the place. So uh, if you follow my Instagram, you'll know where to find me. That's all I can say, because I'm all over the place. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, we really appreciate you being here on the My DJ Story podcast today. Heard an awesome story. Gave some great insights on being a DJ that also has experience as an artist. That insight was super important for any DJ out there that is working with artists and needs some more advice on how to engage with that relationship. So thank you for sharing your story. It's very valuable. And everyone, please check out my brother, DJ Professor X. He's really doing a great job. You can definitely find him on Instagram and all the other platforms and definitely continue to follow him on his journey. 
as he progressed as a DJ, pretty new DJ, but definitely rocking the parties and the events uh, already, man. So thank you for your time, brother. And we appreciate you and we look forward to working with you and supporting you along the rest of your journey. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening to the My DJ Story podcast. If you haven't already, please join our community by downloading the club app for free in the Google Play and App Store today. While you're there, do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star rating and shoot us a message on Instagram telling us you did. I'd love to send you a free My DJ Story podcast t-shirt as a token of our appreciation. Thank you so much and we look forward to seeing you in the club.